Hi, friends. Evelyn here. And welcome to episode one of Texting from the Bathroom. Today's okayish person is Joanna Grant of A Little Bit of JoJo. Joanna is an artist, mom, streamer, student, and literally all of the things. Join me as we discuss her art, her plans for the future, and what crafting was able to do for her during a difficult pregnancy and postpartum period. I like your setup. Thank you. Our basement has become sort of the pandemic hub for all of us because my office was already down here. But with Amelie doing remote school, I had to put her desk directly behind me. So I'm here. She's here. Little audio cubbies here. And then on the other side of the basement, John does his Twitch DJing and now also is working from home. So... The basement's where it's at with the moons right now. That's awesome. <laughs> John, John's side is probably the cooler side, though. I don't know if you've seen his stream. He's got all his lights. Yeah, it's a really cool setup. And I thought I was fancy with my little green screen. And I saw everyone's the various uh, setups. I'm like, that is so cool. The creativity is just astounding. He does have a lot of fun with it. So he's, he's having a, a good time getting together. With everybody, and it, it's cool. Everybody's kind of on there, gaming, yeah. art, you know, all mm-hmm. that, all that stuff. I'm wondering what it'll look like when things open up again, but we'll see. I like it because it. This whole thing has really forced us to find new ways to kind of exist, mm. and you know, I've I started streaming too, purely for fun. I have no set schedule. I have no expectations of what the streaming will, you know, will do for me. Mm. But now I'm like, okay, well, I figured out how to do digital paintings. So now I have to figure out how to set it up. So when I'm painting on the iPad, I can have that streaming behind me and then I can set up my webcam and Mm. that way it's not just my phone. And it's, that's been a lot of fun. It's it's been nice having things be a little bit more accessible, you know, not feeling so left out because we're down here and not being able to see our, you know, everybody and listen to the music. So that's been a really nice thing to come out of this. And I hope that it doesn't stop after all this is done. Yeah. No, I think I don't think it's going away. I think with a lot of things, thanks to COVID, the the genie's out of the bottle with a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I I thought that I was going, so in the beginning of, of everything, I got, I had a chance to really sit down and evaluate what was important and what wasn't important. Mm. And I felt weird talking about selling anything, you know, it just, it didn't feel right. I was like, people are losing their jobs. Like, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Everything's up in the air. People are losing their homes. And then I started getting people, Hey, listen, I need something to make me feel happy. Can you make this? And last year was the busiest year I've ever had because people are just like, no, I need something tangible that I can hold on to that's going to make me feel happy and that's going to be pretty. And that was such a big eye opener that now it's like, okay, now as a legitimate business, I can continue to kind of ride that wave of, okay, yeah, just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean anything. People are shopping online a lot more. So take advantage of it. Hop on that train. Mm-hmm. Could you 
say a little bit more about what sort of things you've been creating and and selling? Yeah. So it, of course, started with the dot mandalas because of all the issues I had after having Soraya, I started painting. And from there, I guess I have like crafters ADD where I can't stick to any one thing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I joined a bunch of crafting groups and I saw the the epoxy cups and I said, I want to try that. I want to see what that's like. And I made like three and they all were terrible. And then someone was like, hey, can you make me an epoxy cup? glitter cup. Yeah, sure. No problem. And it took me probably like a month and a half to do that one because I was terrified (laughs) of messing it up. But it, from there, it just kind of snowballed. And here we are, what, she's three. So three years later, and I have combined the dot mandalas with the cups and I'm, I'm still doing epoxy, but kind of staying away or straying away from it because of the the epoxy allergy that I've developed mm. going more into something called sublimation which is this this cup here it's permanently on there very cool and yeah so it everything is evolving it's it's constantly evolving but I'm trying to stay within the core values of what I started which is the art the mandalas, some of the glitter stuff. I don't think that'll ever go away. I don't think working with epoxy will ever truly leave my wheelhouse hmm. because there's just such a demand for it. But going into the sublimation, the whole reason I wanted to go into it is to make it a little bit more accessible, a little bit less. I can only take so many orders per month because they're all super, super, super custom. Hmm. I can make one design and offer it on a hundred different, you know, cups and get them out in two days. Just something to streamline my work a little bit more. Hmm. Just going even further back, would you mind telling me more about what brought you to the mandala art and, you know, what it's sort of done for you personally to, to grow in that art form? Absolutely. So with Soraya, she was born... 2018. So in January of 2018, I got put on bed rest. And I'm already prone to depression and anxiety. So I knew if I didn't have something that was going to occupy my mind, where my body couldn't be occupied, that it would just be awful. As soon as I got put on bed rest, I was about 29 weeks along. So I knew it was going to be a long time. I just started I went down a YouTube rabbit hole (laughs) and I found a ton of tutorials and I said, that looks really easy. It's just a bunch of dots on a canvas. That looks so easy. How hard could it be? And what I would do is about once a day, I would sit up. I couldn't sit up for very long because of my, the preeclampsia, but I would try and sit up and do something at the table with Tristan. And I started doing the dot mandalas. And I always said my very first like five paintings looked like my cat dragged his behind across the painting. (laughs) They were terrible. (laughs) And I said, this is a lot harder than I thought, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep trying. And once it clicked and I saw that pattern coming to life and I could see 
the, gosh, what's the word? Fibonacci. I think it's Fibonacci sequence. Oh, is that that mathematical pattern that occurs in nature? And Yes, the Fibonacci number. So it's something that you can see it in nature. And when you're making a, a dot mandala, you can see it starting to come to life in the space in between the dots. So once I started seeing that coming to life, I became obsessed. And once I was, you know, once I had her and the preeclampsia was done and I was able to stay seated for longer, I had to do something to keep postpartum at bay because I had it really bad with Tristan. Mm. I knew that I would have it really bad with Soraya and I continued to paint. And then I would almost enter this meditative state where time would disappear. And I always did it at night because, you know, I knew the kids were asleep and it just, it, it was a way for me to release whatever had happened that day. It didn't matter if I felt like the worst mom on earth. It didn't matter if, you know, any number of things could have gone wrong that day. If I sat down and I painted at least once, I knew that it was going to be a good day. And that was something I looked forward to. And then Ashley's like, hey, let's, let's paint live. Let's do a mandala Monday. And so I started painting live and people started saying, watching you is so relaxing. This is, you know, this is amazing. I'm falling asleep to your videos. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a compliment. It is. It is. I, I definitely take it as a compliment. And then I decided to make YouTube videos and it, it just kept progressing and progressing. And I was getting more and more interest and people asking for custom pieces. I made a YouTube channel. I started incorporating my crafting machine, so my Cricut, into my mandalas by making vinyl stencils that I would paint over and then remove the stencil and have a negative space. And I'm not saying that I started that trend, <laughs> but I didn't see a whole lot of it before I started doing it. And that I made a video about it that went insanely viral in, I believe, June or July of 2018. And it, it's been an amazing journey with it. I've made stickers. I have been commissioned to make a three foot by three foot piece, which took me a year. It was the biggest piece I've ever worked on. I'm actually going to be working on one for my wall, same size. I was just commissioned to... Gosh, how big is it going to be? I want to say it's going to be six feet across by four feet tall. We're going to break it up. We're going to do three different canvases that are all going to connect into one. Wow. I don't know how long that's going to take. <laughs> but <laughs> it's something that even with being commissioned and with being tasked with paintings, it doesn't feel like work. Mm. It feels, you know, I get to be as creative as I want, I'm given a color palette and just, I'm told, go run with it. And that's been the best part because I always say the dots tell me where they want to go. And it sounds so weird and, you know, hippy dippy and whatever, but it's, it's the truth. Hmm. I can try and think of a pattern. And sometimes I do, I'm like, okay, no, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to stick to this pattern. This is how it's going to go. And two rows in, it's completely off the rails and doing its own thing. But that's the beauty of it. And that's, it's kept me sane. Wow. It's kept me absolutely sane. It sounds like, it's funny because just recently I was watching a video about when people go into that state of 
of flow when they're doing something. And it's it's really resonating with that, that losing sense of time and just really being absorbed. And I love the idea that the dots tell you <laughs> where to go. I mean, you might try to bully them where you want them, but it sounds like, the, the, you know, the pattern has its its own will in a way. That's really beautiful. It's really cool to see what what comes out. You know, the only the only time that I say I know exactly how it's going to come out is when I'm doing a very specific spiral. So all all the all the dots going one way are going to all have one color mm. and it's going to look almost like a pinwheel. But even that, I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know what's going to be in between. But that's pretty much the only pattern that I can say. I know that this is kind of what it's going to look like. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'll be just as surprised as you are. I, I love that people are buying items that they find beautiful and that will bring them joy, but also trusting you as the artist in a lot of ways. Like you said, many times people will maybe give you some color preferences, yeah. but it sounds like a lot of times they just want what comes naturally, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I want to say probably one or two instances where I've been told, hey, can you make this look more like a flower or can you make this look like fireworks given a little bit of direction but that's pretty much it you know it, it's really go crazy or they'll look through what's in already in my prepared you know stuff and want to get from there one thing I always keep in the back of my mind I, I attended a webinar about business and crafting business specifically, and it said it's a lot easier to get into a market that's oversaturated than to try and be so, so uh, niche that people don't understand. Hmm. And I think that's where the cups come in, because with the the artwork, yeah, you know, I have a great base clientele. It's when I do shows, they sell easily, but it doesn't pick up as much momentum as it, as the cups do. Mm. And here where I live specifically, you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody that makes a cup there. We're a dime a dozen down here, but that has been a bigger source of income mm. than the paintings have. But what's been really cool is combining the two. So I've had a couple glitter cups with mandalas on them and you know now with the sublimation getting to to do the two together I think is is really going to open a little bit more what's the word I'm looking for not opportunities it's just gonna, it's going to open a bigger audience for me I think mm. you know yeah that makes sense it it does seem like a lot of people make cups right now yeah, but, but not everybody is making good-looking cups. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yes, I have seen. Oh, I have seen some. I I I will not speak poorly of other makers because everyone mm -hmm. is doing their best. Mm -hmm. But I have very high expectations of myself, 
and what I would give to a client. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if it's making them happy, I, I guess. And if someone's going to buy it also, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like like artists, because you're an artist at heart, it's going to show whether you're doing painting, whether you're doing cups. And I think also probably a certain measure of perfectionism, too, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you hold yourself to such high standards. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And I think for artists, it's also, you know, it's tricky to make sure that doesn't paralyze you to that desire to have things. Yeah. Be so good and be perfect and just be good enough. <laughs> that's That's been the hard part. Just it's good enough. Just let it go. That's something that Ashley tells me all the time. You know, yes, have high standards. Mm -hmm. This is your name. You know, this is how you've been able to build up to where you are now. But it's also handmade. Mm -hmm. And don't get caught on the, well, it has to be perfect because I'm, I'm me. I'm not a Walmart or a Target that is able to have these, you know, machines making their products for them. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a person. Right. So, yeah, I have to I have to have that little I have to have her saying that every once in a while in my ear. So I remember. It's good that you have someone that can help you maintain that perspective because if people wanted what they're selling at Walmart, they would go to Walmart, but they're not. They're right. They're going to you. So that way you can make something. And there's something special about even knowing whose hands are gonna be on the thing that you're purchasing. Yeah. Because it's it's kind of rare in a lot of the just the stuff that we buy in our day to day. We don't know where it's come from or who's touched it or what the process was, but this is different. You know, and, and like your cup, like your coffee cup, your water bottle, even like the paperweight. I I have the paperweight out on my <laughs> my work desk. Like these are things that people Yay! are keeping close <laughs> to them all the time. Amelie had to copy me, so she has her rock by her by her desk she was like well if these belong on desks then okay I said no you can do whatever you want with this you could put it in your fairy garden you could put it in your dollhouse and she's yeah. like no mommy it goes on my desk because <laughs> that's where yours is so you know I love that I love that so much well they watch us and they copy us for sure they're always mm -hmm. picking up on on the things that they see us do I think even more than the things that they hear us say or what we tell yeah. them to do Kids are funny like that. <laughs> what has it been like, you know, with COVID and the pandemic and everything, there's probably been periods that you all have been home in various configurations and things like that. And you said this has actually been your busiest year on top of that. <sighs> yeah. So what, what has that been like? How have you made that work? I don't sleep. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so I normally average on a busy month, eight to 10 cups. Mm -hmm. It takes me about, if I focus on one cup only, I can get it done in a week. I have four turners and I can usually get them off the turner after about six hours. So I can, I can get a, quite a few done, you know, per month. But the last three months of the year, I want to say I filled 40 to 50 orders. It was insanity. It was absolute insanity. And I don't know how to say no. 
So I said yes a lot. And it was it was awesome and it was it was hectic and it was crazy. And and I try because epoxy is such a strong chemical and it has so many, you know, as it off gases and it cures, it has so many health implications. I try very hard to keep that all in the garage and away from the kids. But, you know, Soraya's not in school yet. Mm. She's home. She was going to start school last year. That didn't happen. And Tristan, we had him virtual for the first half of the school year. So he's here. So I had to help him. I had to be seated where I'm seated now with him right next to me and help him navigate the computer. Because, of course, I what six-year-old really truly understands the computer. I, I had zero expectations of it, <laughs> but I would get up super early to get cups on the turners. I would, I did a lot of nap time work and I, I basically cut it out, cut it into chunks. So I knew it would take me an hour to get four cups going on the turner on the turners, excuse me. So I would try and come down here if I could get up early enough and get it done in the morning, then it would wait until nap time or, you know, she would be napping, he would be having lunch and I could keep the garage closed and not worry about the fumes coming in. And then I would be able to be out there during kind of dinner prep. Mm -hmm. So Ashley would be down here keeping an eye on them, making sure they didn't get into the garage. And then I could work out there. And sometimes it would be midnight I'd be okay. I've got to go back downstairs, take cups off the turners, get more cups on. And all of this while also going to school full time. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I get bored real easy. Oh so constantly, yeah. There I, I learned a new phrase over the past week. Thank you to thanks to TikTok. I have done a lot of self-discovering because of TikTok, surprisingly enough. But there's a phrase called chasing the dopamine and that is absolutely 1000% what is happening. <laughs> I'm chasing the dopamine because my body doesn't know how to make it. Mm. But it's, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to disappoint my clients. I have built a reputation. I don't advertise. It's all word of mouth. I'm on a wait list, you know, so I don't want to disappoint people. And I know if I just get it done, it's done. I don't have to worry about it. I can, I function on five or six hours of sleep. Unfortunately, it's not the healthiest, but it's just working for now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Was that surge in cups for the holidays? Is that what happened there? Yeah, it, it was picking up. Let me see. When did we get the first stimulus? It picked up after the first stimulus mm. because everyone was like, online shopping. And it <laughs> kind of never stopped from there. I opened up my Christmas orders in, I want to say July or August, because I knew I needed to cut them off by the end of October mm -hmm. to give myself, because I said, I'm not working during December. I'm taking December off. And I had one person order 12 cups. No. Yeah. 12 cups. I had another person order six cups. I had another person 
that ordered four cups right away, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Boom, there you go. There's, you know, half of what your availability is. And then I kept getting more and more people messaging me, hey, I need a cup for Christmas. Hey, I need a cup for Christmas. And next thing you know, my December is fully booked and I'm working all the way until, you know, three days before Christmas. But it it was awesome. It was fun to be pushed out of my comfort zone, not just creative wise, because I was getting these amazing, insane orders that I said, you know what, I don't know if I can do it, but I'll try. Yeah, it, it was mostly for the holidays, some birthdays in between, mm. you know, some people just like, hey, I just want a cup for October. So yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll put you in with my Christmas orders. <laughs> but it was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. I know. I think, I think we even hopped in on that early ordering. You're like, I'm opening up my ordering. I said, this is the year. Yes. I don't know why. So I guess <laughs> we also added to that. Well, do I think I do know why. I think it, like you said, you don't, advertise and you never really act like you're selling anything you're just doing this thing that you love and it's beautiful and cool and I can also buy some so <laughs> I think that was <laughs> that was sort of what got it going and I said yeah I, I could do with more Christmas ornaments that I'd like I've inherited a lot of weird Christmas ornaments but it's nice to to like pick your own I love it you know and have some some things and I think you know, also, like you said, online shopping, retail therapy has become so real <laughs> for so many people yes. <laughs> and they want they want to buy all the all the pretty things. And the fact that, you know, you could customize, I think, to to the degree that you mm-hmm. can with the cups, you could really make something very special either for yourself or a dozen of your loved ones. Um. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> That was a wild order and it was so much fun. It was so much fun, but it was wild. I was like, 12. Okay. Yes, we can do this. And she also ordered 10 ornaments. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the ornaments have been the biggest honor to make because I know for me, I have a tree downstairs that we call it the aesthetic tree. It's themed. Every, you know, we change the theme every few years. We change the colors every few years. We have a handful of ornaments that really mean a lot to us on there. But the kids' tree, which is upstairs, has all of the really fun, Mm -hmm. really memorable ornaments on it. So the few really nice ornaments that we have down here, we get to reflect when we put them up on the tree. And I'm going to try and get through this without getting emotional because I get emotional every time I think about it. When I get to think that there's a bunch of people that when they put my ornament on their tree, they're going to, they may not remember me. I don't know. I hope they do. But what an honor that a little piece of my heart gets to be hanging in someone's home during quite possibly, you know, both one of the most amazing times of year and one of the hardest times of year for people. And if it can bring joy to at least one person during that time that I could die tomorrow happy you know like that that's such a cool thing to be tasked with to be allowed to enter someone's home and either hang on their wall or on their tree it's it's so cool it's such a cool feeling 
Oh, that's so awesome. What? So what? What are you studying? So you were you said you're in school mm-hmm. full time. So you have your two kids. You have yes a spouse that's also working from home. Yes. 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 Full time working from home and and making a dozen cups at a time and your art yeah. and your like full credits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. What are you studying? I was. So I finished my associates a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and then I immediately went into information technology with a focus in network security and I hated it. Oh. So I switched over to business, which was the best decision I could have ever made. I'm rounding out my first semester. And it's been hard because they are accelerated courses, but it's been wildly rewarding. And I really just want to get a good foundation because eventually I want to help minority women, young minority women understand how to set up their own businesses. Mm. There's not enough female-owned business and there's definitely not enough minority-owned young minority owned businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes going into a nine to five is not it. Sometimes you have to be your own boss and it's okay. It's okay to take that scary first step and do it. And I want to, like, if I could hold 21 year old me's hand and say, listen, take this idea and run with it. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't. So I'm going to take the hand of whomever I can and say, what's your idea? Let's, let's make it happen. That's the goal. So one semester down, a <laughs> couple more to go, <laughs> but I'm back at my 4.0. So that's, that's, that's making me happy. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. But I also, you know, I, I wanted to go back to school to also prove to myself that I could finish something. Mm. You know, I, I finished hair school, but I didn't stick with it. And when I started university again I said I'm gonna finish it and whatever I choose that's what I'm gonna stick with whatever that path looks like that's where I'm gonna stay and that's been my my brass ring kind of you know in a sense I'm the kind of person that I don't finish things Mm. I struggle with the details at the end I struggle with wrapping things up if I get bored real easy but this is the one thing where I'm going no this you have to finish this you have to see this through as hard as it is. No, I, I get that. I do <laughs> because I've also hopped around with a bunch of things, tried different things. I've been a lot of, I feel like I've been a lot of different people, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been, I mean, I've always been who I think I needed to be at different moments but the the temptation to switch gears is always there and it's always so real. Yeah. I'm very distracted by new shiny things. <laughs> chasing the dopamine, chasing the dopamine. <laughs> I don't know if I have any other questions, but I I am wondering is there anything that you like wish that I had asked or that we had talked about whether it's about your art or family or balance or anything? I don't think so. I don't have a balance. I don't, I don't know <laughs> how. <laughs> One thing that I've started to implement this year is boundaries, mm. which is something that I didn't ever have before. And 
that's been helping with the balance. And I know that I'm upsetting some clientele by saying no, but that if I don't say no, then a ball is going to fall out of the air. Mm. You know, I've got way too much going on to continue to say yes. I burned myself out really bad last year Mm -hmm. or at the end of last year. And I don't want that. You know, I want to continue enjoying what I do and not see it as a burden. So, yeah, the balance is is being learned. (laughs) I also can't continue not to sleep. No, not forever. Not forever. (laughs) No. There's a sleep debt that eventually will come around looking to be repaid in some way. Oh, I mean, it's hard, I think, to be present in the ways that you need to be just as as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. as an artist, as a student, you know, as all the things if you're not rested. But it sounds like boundaries are probably a good start. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. don't put yourself in that position again. Also, I think, you know, continuous burnout could, you know, lead to feeling like maybe you don't even like something that that you love currently. Absolutely. And I think that would be really, really sad. Yeah. I wouldn't want to ever stop doing this. I think dialing back the throttle a little bit is is definitely helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you eventually do start working with other young women on working on their goals, you know, that's probably an important lesson to pass on to them too because I wish someone had talked to me about boundaries and burnout and things like that when I was younger yeah yeah that's not anything that I learned I definitely learned say yes be nice and that's not always what we need to teach our girls Mm -hmm. you know one thing no is a complete sentence and it's okay to say no and if someone has a problem with it that's on them that's not on that's not on us you know Yeah. No, I I do think little girls in particular get raised with a lot of like people pleasing, Mm -hmm. reinforced and things like that. I know I certainly was, you know, it was easier to to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of things that I had to learn. Boundaries, the word no. (laughs) I agree. It's scary. It's scary, but it's worth it. It's worth it to set those. All right, we have hit our boundary for episode length. Thank you to Joanna for being my very first guest. You can find Joanna on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube as a little bit of JoJo. She is amazing. And if you haven't seen her work, you can find it linked on my Instagram. And thank you, listener, for joining today. Texting from the bathroom is me, Evelyn Moon. Music is by Esteban Del Pino. You can catch future episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you catch your favorite podcasts. Thanks again.